All right. So if you remember, about a year ago, I recorded a podcast for you to commemorate our two-year anniversary. And I wouldn't be surprised if you completely forgot about it. However, when I went to record this, I noticed that there were 32 views of the uh, podcast. So either you've uh, you really enjoyed it and have replayed it a lot or someone's creeping on us. But anyhow, I uh, wanted to follow that up with a episode to commemorate our three-year anniversary. And last time I did a top ten on the highlights of our second year. And this year, I'm going to do it a little differently. Um, I'm going to do a top five highlights of our year, and then I'm going to do my top five favorite things about you. And I'm going to start with the top five. And the reason why I pared it down to top five was because, honestly, I sat and thought around a lot about it and really didn't do a whole lot in the last year, sadly. But um, I would blame a little bit of that on COVID and also, uh, I don't know, year just kind of flew by. But uh, to get our list going, number five on the list is the infamous Milwaukee trip, or maybe not so infamous. But if you remember, we really wanted to plan to get away last fall and over your fall break And we were able to make it happen, and we ended up settling on Wisconsin, and it all set up really nicely. We had really decent weather, but we didn't have such decent accommodations, at least the the first night when we stayed in the Airbnb that was in the really creaky, like, vacation cottage or whatever, second floor, and... I don't think you or I slept, but for maybe a combined like hour and a half between the two of us, and we ended up bowing out of that Airbnb, and we had a really nice morning in, I think it was Port Washington, where we got coffee, we took walked along the, uh, the pier there, and then we went to a nature area not too far from there, and that honestly, I would love to go back to, and... We were so nervous because we just got Ollie and we were miffed by that Airbnb and we ended up just pushing our trip schedule ahead. Well, that was after we, we spent a day in that small town that the name somehow escapes me, but we thought it was going to be really cool, but we ended up blowing through in I think an hour and we ended up going to Milwaukee or hipster Chicago as, as you, uh, very creatively came up with and that I, I still use to this day. I still call it Hipster Chicago, but more or less we went through Chicago. We had the German place. We drove along the Lake Michigan coastline, some neighborhoods of Milwaukee. And I mean, we just made, uh, I mean, we, we made lemonade out of lemons. We, just had it rallied, had it ended up having a great time and um, ended up finishing Schitt's Creek, I think, at the Airbnb in downtown Milwaukee. And uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me a little bit that I miss traveling, even when it's it's not so great. And I hope we 
get to get back to that soon, even if it's just uh, little day trips to places around Indiana or, you know, our, our honeymoon. But uh, I, I definitely don't think the Milwaukee trip uh, came anywhere close to the Texas trip. But nonetheless, I, I really just enjoyed having that time to us and um, I'm looking forward to our next adventure. So now for n- number four on the countdown is the Presence Day weekend snow day where it was going to be a three-day weekend anyways and I think I ended up being able to work from home on the Tuesday of that week but we literally got like a foot and a half of snow or we, or we got like 18 inch snow drifts we got like you know almost a foot of snow and Ollie was loving it even I was enjoying it I mean it was our first like big snow as like homeowners and honestly, I kind of felt like a kid again. We we were shoveling the driveway together. Ollie was playing in the snow. We had a, a great picture that I, I enjoyed you too, that uh, you both are sitting in the snow. And um, yeah, it was just, it was perfect. But uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it was one of my, my favorite moments ever since we, we moved in together, but, you know, bought our house, uh, was, was that, that presence day snow day. And then our number three on the countdown is the rustic gardens, Napoli Villa date night. Uh, we started off at rustic gardens, a place that I regret, regrettably had not been to since 2017. It had been over like five years and I wish I would take you there sooner. And no surprise, you whooped my butt in uh, putt-putt. And uh, you put up with, with my commentary and shenanigans once more in a round of golf. And then you also took a picture of me mocking a picture of uh, Jack Nicholas in the British Open where he... Uh, Made it, it was like retiring from golf, and uh, it, was, it was it was a classic. But I mean, just once again, you putting up with me and my shenanigans. But also, we just had a, a great time at a really, really hidden, low key gem in our hometown. And then afterwards, we went to another, I think, hidden gem in. Uh, Napoli Villa, which I think, safe to say it's a top five Italian spot for us, and I, I know my only is, is number one, and that uh, was without question undoubtedly the place I was, I, I was going to take you for our, our third anniversary since we've only eaten there once. Um, but yeah, we uh, had a, had a, just a lovely dinner. We cackled with... Uh, our, my, my colleagues, Catherine and Jerry, and, uh, just had a, had a great time. It was just a very vibey day and evening. And, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to many, many more date nights that are, uh, a good dinner and a fun activity afterwards. And, uh, I'm just glad we finally, we, we made it happen. And then speaking of fun activities and dinners, I would be remiss if I didn't include on our list our engagement photos on that beautiful September day. 
where the we both were anxious about because we're both not big picture people, not big, uh, you know, get get before the camera and all that. But uh, I mean, our pictures just turned out amazing. You looked absolutely beautiful, and I mean, it was just a great day, and we just really enjoyed each other and. And then we ended up going to sushi, where you once again let me take another goofy picture of myself throwing two thumbs up on some, uh, some I forget the kind of sushi as they light on fire. Maybe it's tempura. But, I mean, yeah, just another another fun night where we had a fun activity and, and just a good meal and a good time. And uh Bummed that those engagement photos couldn't be made more public sooner with our, our wedding getting pushed off, but I think it was we're definitely making the right move holding off and just celebrating with everybody and just continuing to build on the great thing that we have. And speaking of building on the great things that we have, that's a great segue to my number one favorite moment in the last year which was our adoption of Ollie senior cuteness, the O-man, psycho, or really just my son, whenever he's not being senior cuteness. But yeah, Ollie, I mean, that, that was a very memorable day. And I just remember us going to your parents. I think we were like going on a hike, went on a hike or something. And then we ended up leaving there, driving straight to the airport. And that was the night after we hung out with your whole family and your aunt and uncle were in town. And they, we had like a bonfire or whatever. And my sister sends us pictures of, of this dog that we could adopt from Love of Labs and I mean, we just like kind of jumped right on it. And we, I think we were both kind of drawn in by how amazing he looked. And we were fresh off getting that fence done. And I think we were just, we, 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 we were ready for it, even though we weren't ready for it. And um, I, nobody's really ever ready for it. But we adopt Ollie, we pick him up from the, Hoosier dog at the airport, which I, I, every time I pass that on the 465 on the west side of town, I, I, I always think back to that day and us walking in and this lady bringing this very haggard looking brown dog outside, uh, out into the lobby of the Hoosier doggy. And I'm just like, oh man, like, Wow. And we were able to get him in the car finally after what felt like an hour. And then we took him home. And the whole time, the whole way there, I'm just nervous. Like, is this dog going to love us? Is he going to hop the fence when I get home? Is he, I mean, just what's going to happen? And... It, it ended up turning out great. I mean, we have the best dog God could have blessed us with. Love him or hate him. 
he really, uh, I mean, he just, he brings a smile to my face every day, just like you do. I mean, he's the, I mean, he just reminds me of just how, how great of a life we have together. And yeah, I mean, I hope he, he brings you as much joy as I do or as he does to me. And yeah, I'm just glad you put up with, with both our shenanigans. So that rounds out the top five list of the top five things we've done in the last three years. And that brings me to the five best things about you and really no particular order. But I, I would, would have to start with uh, just how honest you are at all times, unabashedly. Um, not just from an integrity standpoint, but just, uh, you know, what's what's on your heart, what's on your mind, and just sharing how you're feeling. And, you know, I, it's been something that's that's been inspiring for me and, and help, helpful to me and just how to, and just instrumental in how I've grown as a person the last three years. And it's just been, been a gift to me. I mean, I know some people have, I mean, and this goes in line with just how introspective you are about how, you know, I know some people have said that, you know, you're, you're too emotional or you're too sensitive, but what I really think is you're just, you're honest. You say how you feel you listen to how you feel and you share that with others and you, you share that with me. And I can tell you that my life is certainly better for it. And your life hopefully is, is certainly better for it. And, um, I just hope, hope you never change that. Don't stop being too emotional. Don't stop being too introspective. Like keep, keep doing it. Keep being you. And then I would say the next favorite thing about you is your creativity. And that just comes in so many ways. It's not just around our house. I, I know that's like the easiest thing for me to probably jump at. But I just think your creativity goes farther than just being artsy and, and all that. But I think in just, just how clever you can be in just the little things, whether it's solving problems, whether it's... Uh, you know, just, just thinking up something on the fly, whether it's, oh, hey, let's, let's make this or for dinner. Oh, hey, let's, you know, you can do this with that. Or, you know, we, we should use this for, for this. I mean, just your, your ability to be creative, I think underscores how resilient you truly are. I know you've really been through a lot in the last year with, the pandemic and just a lot of, you know, mental and emotional, the mental and emotional toll that's taken on you, not to mention the toll it's taken on you professionally. And I just, you know, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I will, I will be the first to say you are by far one of the most resilient people I'll ever know in my lifetime. I mean, just from, you know, all, all that you've been through and I mean, what you uh, are, I mean, have dealt with for, for this school year. I mean, congrats on surviving that. I, I don't know how I would have survived that. But, I mean, you're just incredibly strong and, and brave for just pushing forward and, and staying the course as much as 
you know, a lot of outside forces might bring you down or discourage you, whether it's some of your colleagues or or otherwise, uh, I mean, you just, you keep trucking. And I, I think that actually goes back to just how, how creative you are. And I think that also just goes back to your honesty and the fact that you're honest with yourself and you're able to be introspective and just come up with ways to, to adapt and, and be resilient. And, you know, I, I know it's a saying I, I beat in the bush cause I heard somebody say it, uh, a few months back at a, a work event, but it's grow through what you go through. And I think you really are a, a living embodiment of that through just your therapy work, through your job, and even really through our relationship. I mean, you know, just your your willingness to trust me at the times that you trust me, whether it's menial home improvement decisions or taking the wheel on dinner or, you know, making financial decisions, but also just trusting me with, you know, some of your, uh, you know, most personal intimate issues and, and, and things and just, you know, letting me listen and listening to what I have to say when, when, you know, you solicit my feedback. I mean, that, that means the absolute world to me. And, um, I just can't, can't, can't praise that enough about you. And another thing I can't praise about uh, enough about you is the third thing, which is just how you care to see positive change in the world, both near and far. And that I think goes with, you know, why you're so, so, emotional and sensitive is just that you you want things to be better for people other than yourself you're you're upset when you know a group of people or a person is is wronged or there's an injustice against them and you know you I mean you stand up for me a lot and you know even when I may not be be right or be perfect or could have gone about something a lot better you still have my back and um, you're just willing to be patient and learn through it. And I, I think that that goes back to just how you want to see positive change in the world and, um, just ne- never change that, never change. So the fourth thing that I love the most about you is just, um, your, your ability to be, be forgiving and, forgiving of others and forgiving of me sometimes and forgiving of Ollie and, um, I mean, again, it just goes back to how resilient you are. And I mean, even though you've, you've had a lot of scar tissue in your life and, um, you, you still find a way to forgive people. You still find a way to forgive me. And if you weren't able to, I wouldn't be recording this podcast right now. I don't know where I'd be right now. So I'm, uh, I'm very grateful for, for how forgiving you are. And then the last thing is that you always share whether it's food, whether it's an idea, whether than it, whether it's it's a passion for something, whether it's uh, I mean you're just so dang thoughtful. It, it's it just never ceases to amaze me, and uh, I mean you're just you're just always sharing. I mean while you're very introspective, you you do such a great job of looking outside of yourself and looking out in the world and, and taking that in, but also sharing with it. And, uh, it's, it's truly inspirational. So 
those are the five things that I love the most about you. And there are probably so many more, but I think I had to narrow it down to five because otherwise I'd just be, be rambling. And I, I know you enjoy listening to me ramble. I mean, 20 minutes and now we are. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate you putting up with me and my commentary, but also just being the biggest inspiration of my life. And you're, you're the reason I get out of bed every day and do it. It's not, not so much for other people or me as it is you. And, um, I love you. I, it's been the best three years of my life without question. And I wouldn't change a thing and just can't wait to see what, what lies ahead. Love you, Lance.